Welcome to Create Live, where we explore how to create an impact through content that is truly authentically you and that leads to a business that feels right. Here you get vulnerable, honest conversations. We hold nothing back. We want to celebrate your uniqueness and we encourage you to embrace your magic because that is the only way you're going to succeed by being uniquely you. I'm Luria Petrucci and I kicked David off the show today so that we could have a little girl talk because I have a very, (laughs) very special guest, Jill Stanton. And guys, Jill is a complete firecracker. I adore this woman. (laughs) She and her husband, Josh, have built a million dollar business called Screw the 9 to 5, helping people quit their day job and build a business that they love. They have a massive community, super loyal, one of the most loyal and engaged communities that I've ever seen. And uh, Jill knows this. I usually use her as an example uh, for (laughs) engagement and, uh, and building community right when I go speak at events. And so, Jill, you're all over my uh, my presentations often. <laughs> the pressure's on, guys. Right? <laughs> um, and, you know, I was a part of her paid membership community, which doesn't exist anymore, even mm-hmm. though it was bringing in $332,000 a year. She killed it in um, all of that revenue in favor of actually building a business that was more in line with who she was and who she wants to be and the way that they Mm -hmm. want their business to be run. And that is a massively hard decision and a hard choice to make. So we're going to talk about all of the nitty gritty of that decision today. Now, the membership was called Screw You. (laughs) <laughs> screw Sounds university so come on <laughs> not screw you luria <laughs> uh which you're so witty you like you're full of personality which is perfect for our members and our uh, podcast listeners to really hear from you uh jill thank you so much for being here what a love fest like i don't even <laughs> want this intro to end i'm like keep it going <laughs> Just keep keep it it going. (laughs) And by the way, guys, if you have sensitive ears or if you uh, are offended by language. This is not the episode for you. (laughs) This isn't the podcast for you, really. But this is definitely not the episode for you. But I would encourage you to get the hell over it because I will never ask Jill to stop being who she is. And she is, you know, she uses some language. Uh, And that's what this is all about. (laughs) You're what? I have a tr- I have a trucker mouth. I'm just gonna own it. I'll try. <laughs> no, to don't tone it down. But do there, not even. There may be an f bomb or three. <laughs> don't ever try to hide who you are because that's what this whole podcast is all about: is being who you it. are, being uniquely you. So uh, we are going to dive into all of this. And and Jill, one of the things that I have always loved about you is that you are sassy as hell and you don't (laughs) you don't ever seem to take crap from no one. Right. Mm. And I admire that because that's something I struggle with. Right. It's like my my whole life. I've just let everybody crap on me and the whole the whole my whole life right and and I had to learn how to get over that and actually take control and so when I look at you and this you know this powerful woman uh sassy just you 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 know what you want and you go after it when I heard you say uh last year that your business wasn't really 
making you feel like you were being you, mm-hmm. then um, I and you were kind of making some major changes in your business. I was kind of floored, if I'm being honest with you. I was like, whoa, like this is a shocker. She seems like she knows exactly what she wants and she goes after it. And all of a sudden that's not true. Yeah, well, I had a human, so it turns out they <laughs> change things, <laughs> which that I wasn't do. anticipating at all. So, um, yeah, when we had our son, I mean, it gave us space. It gave us space and immense joy. And turns out when you couple those two things, you start asking yourself questions like, what do I want, right? Like, what? Yeah. we're so deep into this. We're at that time six years into running businesses together. And it was time for a gut check. Are we doing what we want to be doing? Why do things feel heavy right now? What's going on here, right? Because you never have the perspective until you start asking yourself those questions, right? So we had to ask ourselves over and over. We asked it from like end of February till end of June. It was a painful few months because we're like, what feels off right now? It's (laughs) so torturous. And we couldn't put our finger on it because we were making great money. We had a community that was like the bee's knees on the outside. We had a great team, all the things, right? All the things that quote unquote make you a success in business. And here we were on the inside, just starting to feel really unaligned with what we had built, which, and we'll talk about the like people like being sassy and like not caring what people think. Cause that is most certainly not how I feel or not how I felt. And I too have a huge background of having people trample all Mm. over me. So that is why I'm so sassy. Um, But anywho, um, so here we were having a great membership, a community that called themselves Scrammily. They were meeting offline. They were like, they were, they drank the Kool-Aid. They were believers, right? So, and we loved them. We loved them. They were part of our family. They were, they threw us a surprise baby shower. Like I could not have loved these people more. And so when we started realizing, holy shit, we have to shut down our community. It was just like immediately I was like, oh my God, they're going to hate us. Right? Like they're going to hate us. Everyone's going to say mean things. Uh, You know, all the, all the thoughts, all mm. the fear of judgment, all the what ifs, all the unknown, all the uncertainty, all raced into my mind, right? Because I was always the community builder. I was always Mama Jill. I was, all, you know, in yeah. that, in our little membership. Um, and so the guilt that I felt was next level. But also when Josh finally, so somehow a lot of my stories include balconies and alcohol. I don't know why, but let's just go with it. So it was June and we were in the throes of unalignment, which is really freaking painful because there's no clarity yet. You don't have answers. All you know is something feels off. And so we we're having a drink on the balcony and Josh said, what have we liked? Like what business model have we liked? Because we've done coaching, we've done courses, we've done live events, we've done memberships, we've done affiliate marketing, and we tried to eat Josh tried e-com for like a hot minute in 2014. So he felt like we had done a lot of it. And in my <laughs> brattiness, he was like, what have we like? I was like, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I hate everything. Done with it. <laughs> and he's like, no, we have like something. I was like, when is it? Um, <laughs> and he's like, affiliate marketing. And I was like, it was like the fucking heavens parted because mm. all, all of a sudden – 
everything that we couldn't figure out with the screw, like screw the nine to five in general, which is a very broad brand in this, in the yeah. world where in our online entrepreneurship world, where everyone's like niche down till it hurts. We're like, nah, bro, we're going to go broad, right? <laughs> like we did the exact opposite. <laughs> and because we chose that route, it felt like we always had to create all the courses to solve all the problems. And what affiliate marketing allowed us to do was connect our audience to the people, products, programs, and services we use like a believe it or believe in and shine a light on them mm-hmm. and just allow other people to be the experts and we're the connectors, which is actually our true skill set. Just showing up, building community, creating, building audience, building attention, and su- getting behind some experts that we believe in or have worked with ourselves or tools that we use in our business, whatever that looks like. And so when he said that, it was like, literally, it was like a ah moment because all of a sudden we're like, this is how the mission gets built because screw the nine to five. Like we don't care what kind of business you want to start. I don't care. I don't care if you want to be a coach. I don't care if you want to have courses. I don't care if you want to be a drop shipper. I do not give a shit. All I care about is that you have the guts to go for it mm-hmm. and that you go to bat for the life and the business you want to create. I can't stand when people sit there and complain and be the victim and don't do anything about it. Yeah. So I just want to, give people a space for up and coming entrepreneurs where they can get the best high impact free content they possibly can to get their businesses off the ground and get results with it. That allows me to feel like we're living our mission, our uh, spreading our message and serving at our highest ability. But that doesn't tie us to one particular business model. And so the grand vision of it is to have it be like an online destination where we can help people start businesses no matter what space they're in. Yeah, I, I love that. And I also I want to kind of go back to that original concept when you started talking about this unalignment, mm-hmm. right? Is it because mm-hmm. it was at that moment that I realized, oh, shit, we're all going through the same thing. Totally. <laughs> like, you you was, don't even know how many people reached out to me after we announced yeah. it. it was like, oh, my God, I hate my business. Right. Like, I'm I'm quietly suffering with this, too, but I'm too scared to shut it down because, yeah. I mean, I get it. You're saying goodbye to a lot of money. Right. And mm. and I think, you know, when I, I spent the last four years essentially trying out the different models and the different ways of having courses and doing affiliate marketing. Well, I haven't really like I've done affiliate marketing, but not to the extent that mm-hmm. you're doing it yet. And but like all the different things I've tried and I've different tried different pricing models and all of these different things. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it was almost like you were actually the final nail in the coffin of me actually starting this podcast because oh, it was you're like welcome everyone. <laughs> <laughs> like in my brain and I was like how do I how am I going to do this it doesn't fit with what I'm doing and all of this Mm -hmm. stuff right and then all of a sudden all of these things started bubbling up and then you said what you said I'm not in alignment I don't want to build this business the way it is I need to build it the way I want Mm -hmm. to and I don't like coaching Jill Mm -hmm. said this guys not me Um, (laughs) I don't like coaching I don't like like courses I don't like training Mm -hmm. and I was like Mm -hmm. you're so good at it like you are really great I was never the one Josh was the one I was never leading the courses but you were training you were yeah like I would do hot seats for sure right where I get to like 
mouth yeah. off. But if you think about it truthfully, yeah. Josh was always mm. the instructor in there because I was point. like, this is not my forte. I do not like this. I'm not a teacher. I'm really not. Yeah. I really don't think I am. I'm a pimp. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm the pimp of screw the nine to five. I'm the message spreader. Right. That's what I am. I'm presence. That's my role. Yeah. Right. I do this. I connect. I'm the relationship builder. Mm. I get the word out there. That's all I like. Yeah. That's all. That's not all I'm good at, but that is my strength. It truly is. And so when we had the perspective, how can you walk away from that? Yeah. Right. How can you walk away from clarity? That's the scary shit about clarity. That's why people don't ask themselves what they want. Because oh, I then know that you well. have to answer it. <laughs> yes. You have to answer it. And then once you have the answers, this is the scariest part. You have to make a decision. Mm. Am I going to go to bat for the life I want? Or am I going to keep doing what I've always done and stay safe? Yeah. That's the scary shit, right? So when the answer is like, oh my God, people are going to think I'm insane because I'm about to shut down a huge thing. I'm so proud of us that we did it. I'm so proud of us that we did it. It's so freaking hard. And and you're absolutely right. It's the it's the reason that people come home after a long, hard day at a day job and only watch TV and they binge watch yep. Netflix or totally. whatever. And, and because they so don't they have to escape. think. Right. Is mm-hmm. an escape into somebody else's life. Um, and I, I think that's the easy way for sure. But but the hard ways really lead to the better results. Dude, living easy is hard. Living hard is easy. It's true though, right? If you commit to it, you commit to the personal growth, you commit to not backing away, you commit to not giving up, you commit to morning routines, you commit to personal growth. It's hard. Yeah. But it becomes easier. It's easy because not everyone will do it. And as you get into a flow with it, you're like, I wouldn't I wouldn't do this any other way, but it's hard because it'll make you cut people out of your life for sure. Right. Anyone who's not growth minded, you're like, I literally can't yeah. have, I can't say words to you anymore. Like I can't hear your words and I have no words to say to you yeah. because your conversations are so forced at that point, or you can't ever get a job again because you're like, what? No, absolutely not. <laughs> Right. So you're a bad employee at that point. (laughs) Right. So there's so many things you're you you are on the on the line for everything. So living hard is easy. I I really believe that. You mentioned that you had um, felt all the things, right? Like you were feeling the pressure when you decided, oh, my God, we have to shut down this membership. Uh, you were thinking about what everybody else was going to think about you. They were going to hate you, all of this stuff. Totally. <laughs> How well, long did it take you and what did you have to do? What was the process like to get through mm. those feels to the other side? Okay, so we had the clarity at end of June and we were hosting our live event mid-September and we told people in person, which was the scariest piece of it. And I but saw honest that, to God, was... once we had... Yeah, and... So I'll come back to that because I thought it was going to be hell and it was the most supportive, most loving thing I'd ever experienced. So um, that was what, three months of stewing, two and a half months of being like, what if, 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 right? So deep down inside, I was just like, 
well, we have to, because this is our new direction and we're all in. And so Mm -hmm. hard conversations, I believe lead to massive transformation, like transparency, trust, credibility, that all comes from being honest, right? We were no longer walking our talk at that point. We were showing, I actually felt like we were doing a disservice as we were continuing to show up in the screw from that place of unalignment. It felt like we were wildly out of integrity because we're preaching this message and yet not walking it. And so that piece was the hardest. And then, you know, the day that we actually announced the, that we were closing it, I was talking to Heather Gray, who, you know, but um, Heather Gray was our mindset coach inside screw you. And I, her and I were talking in the hallway at the live event. I was like, I think, I don't, I don't, I don't know if you should do this. <laughs> I was just having my, what did they say? Oh my God. Well, they throw their pens at me. What'll happen? And so she just talked me off the ledge and it was the most supportive, encouraging, loving experience I've ever had. And I truly believe it's because we owned it and showed up from a place of transparency and we just if if people were to throw hate at us we would have taken it you know what i mean because there was no other route for us we were going to bat for our life and so that meant sitting in front of the people that mattered to us and telling them to their mm-hmm. face versus having a great three-day live event being like everything's great see you inside <laughs> the you and then one week later be like btw we're shutting this bitch down you know what I mean? That would, so have, been, like, that would have been a lot worse. <laughs> it would have been terrible. And so what choice did we had? We had to own it and go mm-hmm. for it. And everyone was amazing about it. Everyone now, was so loving. Let's let's be honest here because you did have some backlash, right? Yeah. Three people. But whatever. Three I mean, people out of a massive <laughs> community. Like, yeah, nothing. And I know there was like grumblings. Like one of our old members was like who works with one of – or was working is working with one of our past members and said oh how do we prevent a failure like that from happening and so (laughs) him and i are buddies and so he screenshotted it and sent it to me and i was like well that bitch is dead to me so (laughs) (laughs) but other than that it was really great (laughs) but that is a reality is is actually david had a a business before we did um this together and it was funny because the same same thing happened to him when we opened up the create live community somebody messaged him and he was like you closed down your business like what was it like 10 years ago eight years ago or something like that i can never trust you again <laughs> like, all right uh, okay <laughs> like all just right. move cool. right along but like sorry some that people, you're still stuck on this right <laughs> yeah. some people don't get uh fail like that it's not failure it's really not a failure it's just an evolution because they may not have the guts to do that and Bam. So they project right mic drop they're like Mm, I would never do that. Oh, cool. Well, then have fun being unaligned. It sucks. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know? You'll burn out. You won't make as much money. You won't like it. People will feel it. It yeah. just at some point you're like, I don't like this anymore. I'm going to just take a hit and just shut it down. Anywho. Yeah. Now I'm just like repeating myself. If you feel unaligned, go to bat for your life. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys just did a podcast episode actually on your podcast about alignment and like how you mm-hmm. determine you're out of alignment. So you guys should definitely listen to that one. Um, did I hear you correct at one point that 
like you said, that you felt like you were sabotaging yourself? Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. That, that, I mean, you'll just do that if you're out of alignment, right? Like, if you're out of alignment, if you don't want something deep down, and you're like, we're going to grow it to like a million members, your subconscious is like, no, you won't. <laughs> uh-uh. That's not what you want. That's not going to happen. I'll sabotage the shit out of that any chance I get. And so we would back away from promos or when we were in pushes, we'd be like, this isn't going to go that well. This is definitely not going to go that well. This is shit. We're shit. All things are shit. And I mean, those vibes will tank you so fast. But I, it's funny. You don't even realize it until you have perspective around it. And now I'm just like, oh, I totally <laughs> see what we were doing. <laughs> It sucks that there's no way to catch that in the moment. Like, you know. But I love that I went through it. Yeah. Because I had to Mm -hmm. in order to get here. Right? Like, if I hadn't gone through that, there's no way. If everything was great, there's no way I'd be here right now. There's no way I'd have the space I have, the alignment I have, the money we have. There's no way that would happen because it had to come through a series of really hard breakdowns. (laughs) And ugly crying. <laughs> and balconies and alcohol. <laughs> and alcohol. <laughs> and I, th- I think you're right. It's it's hard because we want to fix things, but you do have to kind of go through that process. And mm-hmm. I think that for me, like kind of discovering the uniquely you stuff, the create live stuff in these conversations that I wanted to have, I had a realization that you know, this is something that we have to constantly be checking in with ourselves. So mm-hmm. how often do you think you get out of alignment or how often do you think that we need to check in with ourselves and explore these conversations of what and why and how? I mean, you'll feel it, right? You'll know if something's off. You don't want to work. You don't want to show up. You don't want to get mm-hmm. out of bed. You don't want to You don't care about the money. It feels like a trap. You feel like you're suffocating. You'll know. All I read such a great quote. What book was it in? Happy Pocket Full of Money, I think, which is one of my fave books ever for mindset. And it said suffering is our indicator that our thoughts are off. So like if your thoughts or your spirit is off, you're going to go through a shitload of suffering until you're finally like, I give (laughs) mercy. You know, like I I surrender. What is happening? I need to check in with myself and get clear on this. So anytime you're feeling a bit off, right? Ask yourself, does this feel heavy or light? Because there's two totally different types of pain. Discomfort that comes from growth and unalignment, Mm -hmm. right? Discomfort that comes from growth. Well, suck it up. That's what it takes, (laughs) right? And then there's unalignment where it's just like, when you think, does this feel heavy or light? It feels heavy. You mm-hmm. shrink inside a bit. You're just like, yes, to having a catch up with someone you actually don't want to have a catch up with. You're like, how can I cancel this without looking <laughs> like a dick? Like it's that, right? You shrink inside the minute you say yes. You're like, yeah, we should totally catch up. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to be sick that day. But versus discomfort that comes from growth, if you think about the potential upside to it, you light up. Yeah. Right? Because you're like, well, this is just, I'm just earning my stripes. And I think you really, you'll know if you're constantly facing 
a period of just where everything feels like it sucks, that's you need to check in with yourself like yesterday and ask yourself, what do I really want in my business and life? Like if I had everything the way I wanted it, what would that look like? What would I be doing? How would I be spending my day? What would I be working on? Who would I be surrounded with? What kind of money would I be making? What role would I be playing? And like, what would my day-to-day life look like? Yeah, I think it's a huge, huge thing to ask yourself. So what does your day-to-day life look like now? Mm. How, how has it Space. changed? Space. Um, I only do this. I am solely a content creator now, which is so funny because before we did this, I was always in the weeds. Always. I was always in the ops of our business. I was always doing coaching calls. I was always putting out fires. I was always trying to figure out like, okay, what can we create for the you next? Like I was always on this like hamster wheel. I could never catch my breath with it ever. And now I do interviews. I shoot videos and I create our podcast. That's it. That's all I do. And I go to events and I build relationships. I have conversations with cool people. That's it. <laughs> it's literally the best use of my strengths. And Josh, who was always unaligned in the business before this and who like literally no one knows. Well, we did a podcast, so probably pe- some people know, but most people don't know. Like he was so over it in 2017. He just like walked away from the business. And I just didn't know like how to handle that because <laughs> He's always been my partner in crime. So I was like, okay, but will you just keep doing the podcast and the hot seat so no one knows? And then you can walk away. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And it wasn't until we found, well, until we had a human, until we had our son Kai that he came back into the business. And then once we found this realignment and checked ourselves, um, that he is like living and breathing it now. So he's Mm. taken the CEO role of it. He runs the whole business and I get to do this. It's truthfully the best use of our strengths. Yeah. It's so interesting that you bring him up because it, and I wasn't planning on going here, but like with David and I, we had the same, we had a very similar experience Mm -hmm. because uh, he was trying to do something else like Geek's Life and he was trying to help out with LSP, but it never really felt quite right to him. Mm -hmm. Um, It wasn't really until... I feel, and I, I haven't actually asked him this, so it'll be an interesting conversation. Maybe the next podcast. David, are you watching? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I feel like he's finally come home to where he belongs uh, as we start to create live because he's now building something and he loves to get in the trenches and, and work and design and create UIs mm. and like all of this stuff, right? And we're custom building this entire community uh, site. Cool. And it's something that's just totally up his alley, right? And mm-hmm. and I'm And they show up so much, like yeah. your relationship gets oh better. Oh my God. Your life yeah, is like- <laughs> As just like an auxiliary benefit, your yeah. life, your relationship, your uh-huh. friendships get better. Yeah. Like I became a way better partner. I became mm-hmm. a way better mom. Holy shit. I became such a better mom because I'm happy. Yeah. Right? Like because I'm present with my son now versus like in my head, we're what should I do? I hate my life right now. You know? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, our relationship I mean, has definitely so improved benefits. for sure. <laughs> 100%. It just, 
it allows you to get on the same page versus one of you pushing for something that the other one doesn't want to do and then them them saying okay but only because they love you and they feel obligated to do it not because they actually want to do it and so Mm -hmm. they are out of alignment and you are forcing them to be and so it's all this like now there's a whole other layer of feels there yeah well, yeah. when when we eventually come out to Toronto, uh, maybe we yeah. can all four sit down and have a partnership relationship conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, CEOs. There's there's certainly a, a dynamic. That, yeah, uh, you need to finesse there. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, I can't I can't let you go without asking you to tap back into that conversation that you had of mm-hmm. when you at the very beginning you said about the SAS and um, that you had oh, yeah. taken advantage of. Can we revisit that? Yeah. So I mean, I was just mercilessly bullied for like seven years. Start no longer. I would the first time I remember it is like grade five for sure and just for the next like seven years I was just constantly in fear like wondering am I about to get my ass kicked <laughs> like at all times oh. I had 40 chicks barricade me in my car oh my I got God. like I had well super crude but Jill Clark is a SLUT spray painted on the walls of school and like I had just moved to that area, so oh. I, don't, I don't know how that even was a thing. Um, <laughs> it was just like super torture and grateful, though, because I it wasn't during the age of social media. I can't even imagine what girls go through now. Like my yeah. heart breaks for them because there is some crazy shit that goes down online now with just cyberbullying. But mine was like being afraid to go to parties, always being scared to stand up for myself, having zero people stand up for me. So just always being like, oh my God. Eh, 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 eh. like wincing, wondering if I'm going to get hit, like chucked snowballs at so Canadian, I know. Um, <laughs> but just all of that kind of nonsense, right? And so when I finally broke out of that, that, I mean, I just was like, I will never let someone treat me like that again because it felt so powerless Hmm. and it's because i was just too scared i was too scared to stand up for myself because i have this pack of chicks coming at me and literally no one there to protect me so and i never told my parents because my dad was a teacher at the other school or sorry principal at the other school and i was like nah no way i'm not going into that because then they're not gonna let me go to parties and then i won't be able to flirt with boys <laughs> so, like priorities right. um but yeah it formed it it made me who i am so now i'm super grateful for it especially now that i am I have the self-awareness to like peel back the layers of the beliefs that i formed because of that like i'm not worthy you know everyone turns on me women aren't to be trusted, all of that kind of stuff. Mm. It's certainly played into my female relationships um, because I've just always been like, is this bitch going to, you know, like, is she going to pull one on me? Um, So, but now I get to work through that and have really great female friendships with some powerhouse women who I trust and feel amazing around. So, I mean, if nothing else, it, brought out the sass <laughs> it built my strength of character a hundred percent made me know who i don't want to be around and it allowed me to really just become tough as nails be 
quite honestly, it probably prepped me for a lot of the internet trolls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because those people at least said it to my face. <laughs> These people on their keyboards with their keyboard courage, I'm just like, whatever. You yeah. would never say that in person. So like, it is what it is. And I just feel like it forges you into like a warrior when you have to go through that kind of stuff because you're like, well, I've got one person I can count on and that's me. And you just, you work through it, you know, you just form resilience. Yeah. How did you yeah. get over it? Like what broke you out? Hmm. Well, I don't think I ever really started understanding it until probably a few years ago. I was just always like, oh, you didn't go through that? Like to some of my girlfriends, <laughs> like, oh, I, no one got locked in bathrooms at parties. Like, it was literally like, I was, I'm surprised you guys didn't, you don't know what I'm talking about. Like, but then their faces would be like, I'm surprised you think we would know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, and so as I started peeling back why I show up a certain way around female relationships or what I'm triggered by, or like, I, I think it starts with triggers. Like there's mm -hmm. one chick who mean girled me back in, oh god ages ago like 2014 at an event and i just recently probably a year ago realized oh my god that's why i'm hanging on to that relationship because she mean girl me and it's a trigger and so i'm trying to stay close to her so she can't do it to me again because Aww. we're friends you know it's just like you peel back these like reasons why and you just get such a better understanding of your personality and it allows you to just become such a better person so i'm more i'm stronger i'm more resilient um tough as nails. I'm cheeky. I just say what I want. So, and I'm very much working through the fear of judgment because most certainly bullying will give you a good fear of judgment and how that's impacted my online hmm. career so far. Right? Like I realized that I had a whole lot of fear of judgment before we chose to shut down the U because I couldn't imagine telling these people or doing anything different right? I couldn't imagine it because what would they think of us, right? We were the community builders, right? Like we had stamped that on ourselves. We were, oh my God, Jill and Josh have these groups and da, 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 and screw you is known for this. And I was like, what will people think that I used to like talk about this? And I'm a community builder, you know, like what will people say? It turns out they say nothing. <laughs> it turns out they just get on with their lives right so everything we stress about very rarely comes true and it's just our old little fear-based habits that keep us stuck in that like small place in our mind that is wondering if other people are paying as much attention to our lives as we are and hot tip they most certainly are not because they are consumed with their life and so once you realize that like for the most part, people don't give a shit. You can get on with it and just make the decisions you need to make to continue to have your best life. I think it's so fascinating that you have this whole thing that I don't know anything about uh, with the childhood <laughs> experiences. Um, and it's a good conversation because a lot of people ask like, okay, so if I'm trying to be authentic, what 
how far do I go? Like, what do I share? Mm -hmm. What do I not share? Um, and you know, there are pieces that you can share over time or as examples of certain things. And I think your conversation that you had, you actually did what I would call a life stream, uh, from your phone. You uh, really remember that (laughs) stream about like your, um, anxiety that you deal Mm with and, briefly explain kind of what you talked about in that uh, video and I'll link to it. Racing thoughts, not being able to sleep, wondering what if, being so wrapped up in what will people think. And it's so funny because I have not had one of those moments since we kicked off this year Oh wow! doing what we want to do. And until the minute you said live stream, I was like, she's going to go with the anxiety thing yeah. <laughs> because I, that was the first time I had ever really opened up about that mm. kind of stuff. Right. And it's so funny now looking back at that because that was in May. I remember it so perfectly or excuse me, it was in June because mm. um, we had just moved back to Toronto. It was in June and it was right before we had this big breakthrough. And I was just, I was feeling a lot of feels at that point, just not knowing what to expect. Like, I didn't know what to expect. Everything felt stuck. We just kept saying, maybe if we make more money, it'll feel better. Maybe if we hire more people, it'll feel better. Maybe if, maybe if you just stop for a freaking minute and ask yourself what you want, then it'll feel better. Um, and so, yeah, it, it felt therapeutic to get that out mm-hmm. there. And now looking back on it, I'm like, damn, that's interesting because the minute I went to bat for our, for what we want and I just owned up to my desires, all of that kind of melted away. Now, do I still have stress? Of course, but nothing compared to what I used to have when we were operating from a place of just winging it, really. Like yeah. winging it on a surface level. And I was just at this event called Unfair Advantage Live. Such, such a good event. But Melissa Griffin was speaking at it and she was talking about vulnerability and authenticity. And her gut check was like, are you doing it to share a message or are you doing it for show? And if yeah. you're doing it to share a message then it's vulnerability. If you're doing it for show, it's phonerability. Like faux. <laughs> nice. Like F-A-U-X. I like Phonerability. It. <laughs> I love it. Um, and it was just so so true because when I shared that anxiety piece, that was just like almost to just get it off my chest, to get yeah. it out there. Like, is anyone else dealing with this? I'm about to lose my damn mind. And it just blow, blew up in my free group. And it was, I mean, that that was like the perfect example of being vulnerable with your audience and and allowing them to see the, you know, not so perfect side of you as a as a person that they admire and that they love. Mm. And it's not like you were talking about it every stream you did and every no. video you put out or every training. It's like it's like you, you don't go on and on and on about how yeah, you it's were not therapy. Bullied. They'd be like, We get it, Stanton. You right. have anxiety, reel it in. <laughs> yeah. And so like that was a perfect example that I w- would love for people to actually go and watch. Um because it, oh, it was shoot. Just it's inside point. my free group oh. that I closed down though. <laughs> Damn you, Jill. Sorry. <laughs> okay, well, then you can't watch it. But it was a- – Just take our word for it. Yeah, just, just take it. our word for it. But the, 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 the community support that came out of that and the connection that you built yeah. and the loyalty that you built out of just that one – I think it was like 10 minutes, something Max. like that. Oh, my God. 
I don't even think I could speak for 10 minutes just okay. walking around my neighborhood. <laughs> well, then maybe it was less. But it, it wasn't. It was a short video and it just yeah. blew up. Like everybody was like, oh, my God, yes, I feel that. Thank you so much for being honest. It's caused me to be more honest with my people, mm-hmm. right? Like there's mm-hmm. just this snowball effect of authenticity and, and, and mm-hmm. uh, realism. I think that's what people are looking for online now. Like we're over the whole like highlight reel. We're looking for highlight reel, R-E-A-L. You know what I mean? Like that's what we all want is transparency. The real shit. Like I don't care about your poised and perfect photo. I also want to see you without makeup on, looking a hot mess, you know? What about my perfect background, Jill? Cool Avengers things. Is that Avengers? It's like Captain America, right? The, yes, it's a, yes. That's Captain America behind me. Okay. If you, if you're listening to the podcast, we're actually recording this video for our members at Create Live, and uh, so she's like, she was talking about my background earlier. I'm yeah, like, what about my perfect yeah. background, Jill? <laughs> looks so good and I'm sitting here like hiding from my son in my bedroom in a corner. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it was almost, can I just quick say like as you open up more to your audience and you're met with this reception of just like understanding and support and encouragement and just like connection, it encourages you to just own more of the dark sides of you, you know? Mm -hmm. So like after that, we then shot a podcast about like, oh, look, we've made all this money and barely kept any of it. And like, oh, look, we're shutting down our membership. Oh, look, we're also shutting down our free group. Oh, look, we also fucked up this piece of it. Like it was like shedding a skin, just finally just saying all the things we ever wanted to say. And it was freeing. I was so sick of pretending constantly that we have it all figured out. Like I was just like, ugh, is anyone else annoyed by us? Because I am. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that's the thing is like nobody has it figured out i always relate it to like nobody wants to follow the like nobody wants to follow the perfect person because it's like the cheerleader in high school right it's like perfect yeah. but not approachable not actually interesting to talk to not you know it's like just this vision of perfection that has no layers and nobody wants that these days mm-hmm. So what would you define authenticity as? Like, how would you define that? Keeping it real. Owning your shit, right? (laughs) Just being you without the fear of judgment, without putting like a filter on it, without just honest to God, like owning your shit. That's exactly how I would approach authenticity, leaning into you, being who you are, being who you are to your friends offline right? Who you're not worried about judging you. Being that person right here, right now. Like I'm having the kind of conversation I'm having with you. I would have that with a friend over drinks for sure. You know what I mean? And I hate meeting people that I'm like, this person's awesome online. And then offline, you're like, well, they're dry toast. You know, (laughs) it's like such a letdown. I don't want to be that way. I just want to also, I don't, I honest to God don't know how to not be that way because I'm mouthy and I just like say things that come to my head. So I just don't know any other way to be. I <laughs> uh, love you, Jill. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, where can people find you? What can people do with you since, you know, yes, yeah, shut down the membership. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, no. 
<laughs> you can listen to our podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, you can find us at screwthe9to5.com, all spelled out, no numbers, or come hang with us on IG. Again, at screwthe9to5, all spelled out, no numbers. Or we do have a podcast, and that's over at thescrewshow.com, which sounds like porn, but I promise it's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i love your brand for that reason it's all like screw you <laughs> oh, well if if you're looking for porn go somewhere else but that definitely definitely uh listen to the podcast i i listen to it and i love everything that these guys do um and like i said they're inspirations to me so i hope that you will find inspiration in her and josh as well uh and if you do want to join us inside the membership and get access to the video where Ooh. we had some before and after, then uh, you can head on over to createlive.com, C-R-E-8-Live.com, and uh, come get all kinds of benefits and uh, awesomeness. So thank you so much, Jill. You are amazing. I uh, really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for having me. I love chatting with you in such a big way. <laughs>